Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. David D. with Bantu Bagiti and before that Zbuno. I haven't played him in a while. Getaman is such a talented musician. Uh, really, really going places. Uh, thank you so much for staying tuned to Radio Pulpit 657 AM. Uh, you are in the company of myself, Bonolo Ngozi. And yeah, now it's time for real life talk. Some great tips coming your way. Ten things to know before you say I do to life Time commitment. Now, if you're considering the lifetime commitment of marriage or if you're already engaged and you have your special date set, you will want to know these 10 pieces of advice. Um, uh, the the J.A. Davis, who wrote this article, says, Before my wife and I said I do 15 years ago, we ignored most of the advice experienced couples gave us. Not a wise thing to do this. These 10 things will save you and your spouse a great deal of heartache if you will put them to work. Below are the 10 things married couple uh, want you to know before saying I do. Now, don't brush them off. Listen, pay attention. Live your life as a single person first. I say this all the time to single ladies, young ones. You know, face the facts. You need to enjoy life while you're single. So this is the time in your life you should take, you know, to travel, explore, find your place in the workforce and work out your individual kinks. You know, know yourself before you try to know someone else. And, you know, and also it's it's also because you don't know you don't you might not necessarily know who you're going to end up marrying right in case you're not you don't know yet and like i know i know someone who married someone who does not like to travel and when i say does not like to travel i mean they will go nowhere they are happy to their homebody there's no other way to say it and she's a love of life you know she loves to travel go here then everywhere but she doesn't want to travel by herself and so it has in a way stifled her in the sense that you know, I'm not saying she's getting divorced or anything major like that. It's not that dramatic. I'm just saying that it's just one of those things where he really, really doesn't like traveling and he's not willing to change. And she really, really wants to, and all she wants is to travel with her person, you know. So take the time to enjoy these things, you know, because you may very well fall in love with someone who's not for travel. You want to spend your life with them, but it's just not what they're into. And and they're not willing to budge. So, yeah, if you're a love of travel, Take the time. I don't know. Go visit the seven wonders of the world or whatever. And then number two, get financially sound. Now, one of the worst things you could do to your future spouse, and this is one of the worst things you could do, is bringing a heavy load of debt into the marriage. Worse than this would be bringing bad financial habits into your marriage. There are tons tons of resources available with great information to help you grasp the importance of being financially sound. Don't bring unnecessary burdens into your marriage. And you know, last week on Heart to Heart, the, my, the Wednesday edition that I do, I was speaking to Pastor Dumiso Mazaboko, who was talking about God's principle of order. And one of the things that he says is that, because I was asking him at the end, for people who are, are looking at their lives and they know that these things are out of order, what must they do? And then he said something that stayed with me. He said, it is holy to get a financial advisor. Like, it's holy to read up of your finances. If your finances are out of order, just, you know, making one example, there is nothing wrong with seeking some professional advice. You know, get a financial advisor. Speak to people who are better at this than you are. Maybe you might be saying, I can't afford a financial advisor. Speak to your friends. They can't all be bad with money, right? 
speak to them. In fact, I have a friend who's uh, who has a boss um, who taught them how to invest. Sat down with them and said, "Listen, we've 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 worked together for twenty years now. How, what are your finances like? You no, know, he's a Jewish boss. You know, Jewish people are good with money. <laughs> I generalize, yeah. But like, he was willing to sit her down and say, "Okay, let me teach you." how to manage your finances and how to start investing and what that looks like. And, 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 and now she's savvy in these things. And she didn't go, ah, man, it's my money. You can't tell me what to do with it. You know, she's a single independent woman. And now she knows the workings of ins and outs of, of, of you know, investing and how it works. And as a friend, I get to benefit from that, right? Because it's the type of information she will share. So find out from your friends. And you could learn it to thing or two or three and that could, seriously help you with your future relationships at number three i love this realize that people change now this is a tough one to understand until you've been there and it especially applies if you're saying i do at a young age people change because of life circumstances because of events and just other influences and just know your spouse even yourself will change over time and the key to success in your marriage is knowing ahead of time that you will need to be able to adapt to a changing spouse and a changing you for that matter over the years and think about it god does not leave us where we are right after he saves us in fact we are a constant work in progress he's constantly ironing out some i don't know wrinkles crinks what's the word that i'm looking for and see English yeah, tab. yeah those those things are constantly being ironed out right so you couldn't possibly remain the same even if you wanted to unless you really really anti-change uh, you know but life will life in itself COVID for goodness sakes we don't even have to go far you know so life will, will force those changes whether you like it or not so that you you have to grow and become better and so go in there with that mindset know that change is coming that's just how it goes at number four, get your priorities in line. Now, if you're accustomed to hanging out with, uh, you know, guys six nights a week or hanging out with girls doing whatever it is that you're doing every day or weekend, it's time to change those priorities. If you think you can put yourself in these positions after saying I do, guaranteed for a failed relationship. Understand this. Um, we're not saying that you can no longer have fun, but you must respect your spouse when you take your vows. You should communicate your priorities well before setting a date for the big day. And this is generally assumed when you get married, that your spouse now becomes a priority. And I dare say that you shouldn't be marrying somebody that you can't prioritize, right? The idea behind it is that... <laughs> Is that you want to be with this person more than you want to be with anybody else. So I'm just throwing it in there. Then at number five, communicate with your future spouse. This is the lifeblood of your relationship. Now, over the past, I've been married about 11 years now, right? Um, it says, uh, my wife and I have had our share of conflict with the majority of conflicts being caused by the lack of communication or miscommunication. This is true. Being intentional and deliberate uh, be intentional, rather, and deliberate when communicating with your spouse. Now, this could be as simple as calling your spouse to let him or her know that you're going to be late for work. Um, you know, always giving some type of estimated time of arrival. And then respect your spouse. Now, this should be in all bold, italicized, and all caps. Maybe you should consider having it <laughs> tattooed, he says, yeah, across both arms and your chest. 
Respecting a relationship determines how severe or how often conflict will be in your relationship. Learn to respect yourself. When you can respect yourself, you can adequately respect your future spouse. Respect, for those of us who may be like, I'm not sure what that word means. This is, it's simply this. Considering the feelings and the needs of another over your own. That's respect. Considering the feelings and the needs of another over your own. And then, at number seven, never ever quit. Don't go into your marriage thinking ahead of time. If he or she does this, I'm out. You must be open to forgiveness from the start, regardless. No, I'm not suggesting that you tolerate any type of physical, mental or verbal abuse. But beyond these issues, learn to forgive, you know. Um, uh, he says, after marrying my wife at the age of 18, I packed my stuff and threatened to leave multiple times the first year. It's always the first year that people threaten to leave. Show commitment to your future spouse. Don't threaten to leave. Don't even mention leaving. <laughs> Be committed. Never quit. And then, of course, um, at number eight, make sure you can't live without him or her. Listen, if you date casually now, and if you guys can go dates without talking to him or her, you should seriously, seriously reconsider your plans to marry. Marriage is a covenant between two people who are best friends first. Best friends talk. They have conflicts, but they are fair about dealing with the conflict. And think about this. If your spouse disappeared from your life today, how would you respond? Mm, this is a good question. Very good question. So these are the things you need to ask yourself. Would you be just fine and move right along? <laughs> you know, um, or would you really, really need them? You know, would you really, really want them there? The reality is none of us are promised tomorrow. I know, I know. You want me to stop with this depressing talk. But this is reality, right? And once all the parties and the celebrations are over, reality hits you smack bang between the eyes before you can scream mama. Now, if you two aren't even friends now, maybe you should consider your, um, your decision, you know, because marriage is a commitment for life. In fact, I distinctly remember before I got married, my mother giving me this very piece of advice when she was asking me the question, why am I not marrying my husband? I'm like, why? Because I felt I was quite young at the time when we were dating. I think I must have been 21, 22. And she said to me, well, you seem to really enjoy talking to him all the time because we spent hours on the phone. We would talk until 2 a.m. in the morning talking about everything and nothing. I couldn't even remember half the stuff we spoke about. But we were really good friends. I just really liked him. I was like... Never mind, love. I really like you. Like, I could, we could chill, you know? Um, and my mother was like, well, you marry your best friend. You marry the person you can talk to about anything. That's what it is. Because when all the other things fade, um, you want somebody that you can talk to. And, and, and that's what you, you ultimately want. You need to be able to laugh about everything. You need to be able to call them up and say, oh, my goodness, you won't believe what just happened. You know, that's the person you want to run to about whatever it is that's happening. So you want you want to marry your best friend. And we've heard it said a million times, but it is seriously, seriously beneficial um, once you're in there. Uh, you want the person that you, you want to pick up the phone to and chat to at any given time. At number nine, be, be prepared to give 100%. 
You've heard that cute little saying, marriage is 50-50, right? Well, that's nonsense. It's not 50-50. In fact, it's more like you give all you have and your spouse gives all they have plus some. Marriage will chew you up and spit you out if you go into it thinking that you can get by with giving half an effort. It seriously doesn't work that way. And then, of course, my personal favorite at number 10, never stop dating. Do you remember the very first time you and your spouse or future spouse went on a date? Do you recall how your heart was beating out of your chest at some point during this date? Oftentimes, after the vows are exchanged, um, he says, yeah, men especially, uh, tend to sit back and just be on cruise control. Don't do this. Celebrate her. Celebrate him. Pursue your lover like he or she is still considering spending their life with you. When you love, respect, and pursue your spouse, you will reap unending rewards. Yes. Uh, guys, um, you know, you know, and I suppose this is more for women, that it does if for some you know, it means sexual intercourse to men. Be men. Um, your wife wants someone to lead the way. Lead her by loving her, respecting her, and never, ever, ever, ever stop pursuing her. Oh, guys, this is such good sound advice, isn't it? Yes, and it's true, gents. We, we want to be pursued. We know that, you know, once you have found the one and you're married, you're moving on to the next thing to pursue. <laughs> But it's nice to still have that challenge, to still have a bit of mystery um, and keep on dating. And there you go. Those are your 10 tips, 10 things to know before you say I do to a lifetime commitment. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly enjoy sharing them. <laughs> Let's go to some music. And um, and then, of course, we chat to Pastor Bonsai Shongwe, um, talking confession. Life and death in the power of the tongue. Words of truth and value. You'll find it on 657 AM. It's 657 AM. The sounds of your life.